bringing you the top stories from Bonners Ferry to St. Mary's and everywhere in between. This is the North Idaho PrepCast with Ryan Skaggs. That's right. Another edition of the North Idaho PrepCast on the way here on IdahoSports.com. Uh, you can get audio-only version of this podcast at IdahoSports.com or wherever you download your podcasts. Video version at the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel or Facebook page. And this is the breakdown each week of everything going on in Districts 1 and 2 up north in the state of Idaho. I'm Brandon Bainey. I'm joined each week by Ryan Skaggs. He is our North Idaho expert, Coeur resident. Ryan, how are you? I'm doing well <laughs> with the living today. So yeah, didn't have COVID like you had. I just had a nice bout of stomach bug. So we're, we're back. <laughs> yeah, we, we it was touch and go. We weren't sure if you were going to be able to record today. So it's, uh, it's great to see you in such good spirits and good health, Ryan. Well, Ginger ale will do that for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. All right. Well, there's a lot to dissect in, in North Idaho. Some really fascinating, as I hit my mic there that probably sounded awesome for the listeners uh we we had some big basketball stuff happen we're recording this wednesday afternoon on january 12th we had some big basketball action last night tuesday night but before we get to that one of the signature wrestling events in terms of the regular season happened last weekend uh down at the idaho center it was the 22nd uh 21st annual 21st, yeah uh, 21st annual Raleigh Lane Invitational, and uh, the teams from up north did really well. Uh, even further north in Idaho, Fla- uh, Flathead High School from Kalispell, Montana, swept the team titles. But uh, a little further south than that, the teams from North Idaho did pretty well, also. Yeah, no, the Coeur d'Alene taking third place uh, overall, which was an awesome showing by the Vikings down there, and then uh, Post Falls taking fifth. I mean, quietly kind of entered the rankings there and uh, did a decent job too. Um, did coach Reardon's team. So, you know, hats off to, uh, to both programs. I mean, they're, they're rolling now. I think, you know, Coeur d'Alene's almost at full strength, which they're going to be a team to be reckoned with once state tournament time rolls around. Um, and then Sandpoint's picking up. I mean, they're getting some nice wins um, from some of the younger, the younger guys in the lineup. So uh, another couple guys to keep an eye on, like Timberlake, James Billingsley took third at Raleigh Lane, which was awesome for him. Uh, and it did a great job there, but this was the first year they had the girls tournament. I believe that like was separate from the guys and, um, had some champions from around the area, which was, was pretty awesome. Yeah. We had a, uh, huge recap, uh, written by Al Fontes who, uh, covered wrestling in the state of California for years and years and years. He's in the California wrestling hall of fame and, uh, wrestling USA magazines hall of fame. And he lives in Idaho. Now he, he just moved to Idaho last year. Uh, he's covering the the sport of wrestling. He's an assistant coach at Rocky Mountain High School in uh, Meridian. Um, but he wrote a big, huge recap for us on IdahoSports.com. So if you haven't seen that yet, go to the homepage, IdahoSports.com. It's right there, uh, his recap of the Raleigh Lane invite. There was a lot of exciting stuff going on. My yeah. big my big question for you, Ryan, is I was I was a little surprised by by the gap in terms of team scores when you look at the boys. Uh, Flathead won it from from Montana, but then Meridian took second, and they're the defending champions. And then there was a, a pretty significant gap between Meridian and second and Coeur d'Alene and third. Meridian had 206, Coeur d'Alene scored 152. Does that concern you at all? Um, I mean, it just says that Meridian had a lot more guys than what you call the blood rounds, uh, which would be like you know battling for five and si- fifth and sixth, third and fourth, um, getting getting those wins. Um, those, those do count in the grand scheme of things and getting the placing points 
after it's all said and done. I know Cordline had a few guys just miss out of, of placing in the top five. And, uh, you know, that did hurt him a little bit in the point standings. I don't take too much into it yet because <clears throat> there were so many schools from other states. And then, you know, I, the, I was reading, I think it was the uh, Idaho Press did a great article about kind of comparing Raleigh Lane to the movie Hoosiers of where like classifications be darned. You had finals matches of guys from like the two way wrestling champs from like five a. Um, and it was, it was a, a great tournament. I was able to watch and follow it along. Um, but you know, I wouldn't put a ton into it yet necessarily. Cause I, you know, state tournament seating does, you know, matter into a lot of like final results and stuff and where guys end up, especially if you get in a second bid, um, you know, and you get those extra guys in the tournament. Sometimes those are the ones that can sneaky get you some extra points. So, um, I think Raleigh Lane, you only got one entrance per weight class. So I wouldn't put a ton of emphasis on the point disparity yet. Um, but that's just something to take notice of. I think Meridian's just a great program. They're the warriors are rolling and, and they've got things moving in the right direction down there. Yeah, it was uh, a lot of fun to see it back at full force as well. Last year, it was a very uh, skimmed down version of Raleigh Lane because of COVID-19 and all that stuff. Um, let's talk about real quick on the girls side for wrestling. Um, Alyssa Randles from Coeur d'Alene is uh, having a phenomenal year. She's a two-time yep. state champion for Idaho. Um, it'll be fun to see her now as it's an officially sanctioned <clears throat> sport. Uh, Fargo All-American, um, and she won the 126-pound competition. Yeah, yeah. Alyssa's got her her Fargo stop sign, and she's uh, and that's the, the trophy, what they call the stop sign in, in Fargo if you win nationals. Um, you know, so she's she's a great wrestler. I mean, obviously, she's comes from a great pedigree. Um, that family is, you know, her her uncle was my high school coach. So um, you know, the Randalls family has has a name and notoriety here in, in North Idaho and eastern Washington, and she's just following suit. I mean, she's a she's a great kid and, and a great athlete too. Uh, Kara Brown also won a championship at 145 from Coeur d'Alene too, um, who's having an, another great season in her own right. And then uh, also Skyla Zimmerman at 113 from Moscow picked up a title, uh, which was pretty cool. The Bears got a championship down at Raleigh Lane from from one of their girl wrestlers too. Yeah, um, Moscow we kind of forget about sometimes because they're they are the outlier in terms of 5A 4A competition, mm-hmm. um, in terms of geography, right? Th- them and Lewiston, it's easy to lose sight. Uh, sure. uh, what's going on there, but you, you're right. Skyla Zimmerman um, and her, her uh, sister, Kira Zimmerman also wrestles for Moscow. Yeah, she took third. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, great showing for the bears from, from them. And then also got a third place finish from Cadence Beck from Grangeville, which was cool. Haley McNeil from Potlatch got fourth. And then uh, Abigail Piper from Post Falls took fifth. So um, some area wrestlers on the girl side did very well, which was great to see. Yeah, it was an all-north final. Skyla Zimmerman uh, pinned Cadence Beck from Grangeville to win that title at 113. So Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that was really cool. No surprise. A lot of good wrestling up north. Um, in terms yep. of the schedule, what's what's kind of the next big event? Do we get back more into duels? Or so this week, yeah, this weekend we've got River City Duels, which is at Post Falls, um, which is going to be a great tournament. You've got the North Idaho Rumble coming up at Coeur d'Alene. I believe that's next weekend. Um, so back-to-back weekends of, of solid wrestling. And then um, you kind of get a, a little bit of a break. And then, um, you know, there's a few smaller tournaments. I think Bonner's Ferry is hosting a tournament the weekend after the North Idaho Rumble. And then you're getting into district time. So uh, it's it's upon us quickly and it's sneaking up. But, uh, 
there's some 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 great wrestling to have be had up here and, and some great tournaments. I mean, the River City Duels one is one of the funner ones because it's instead of an individual tournament, you could actually see, you know, the duel meets take place and who fills the lineups and stuff. And um, you know, it's gonna be there's some teams from Southern Nampa's gonna be up here for it. I believe Columbia's coming up as well. Um, so there'll be some some great wrestling that's gonna take place up here. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm I'm really excited as we get into uh, January, February, things really start to heat up. So yep. uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye on everybody up north. Let's move on to basketball now where there, there was uh, a lot of uh, excellent action. Uh, even last night, you had Coeur d'Alene and Lake City playing for the first time. Wasn't the fight for the fish. Nope. That was supposed to be last weekend and, and got moved because of bad weather. There's a lot of games still getting wiped out up there because, because of the weather. Is is that calmed down at all, Ryan? The weather is calm. I mean, we had rain today um, and through the weekend for the most part. So we still have snow on the ground, but, you know, the roads are fairly clear now, which has been good. Um, so, yeah, it's calming down. I know up north, you get around Bonners Ferry. They've got quite a bit of snow. I think they're over two feet. Um, you know, Sandpoint's got around that too, but. Um, for the most part, the outlying areas are all pretty cleared up now. It was pretty gnarly Thursday, Friday last week, though. Yeah, and and if it's not the weather, then it's the the illness going through teams. I, I saw Lapway had to uh, cancel their game with St. Mary's on Monday night in girls basketball. The Genesee girls had to move their schedule around, so that is still something we're contending with uh, a little bit as well. So yep. um, let's let's start on the girls side because I think the most uh, surprising girls not not surprising to the team that won but surprising to a lot of uh observers that don't live in north idaho the fact that Coeur d'Alene beat lake city last night in girls basketball it was lake city's second loss of the year first since the tarkanian classic final and again each week here on uh, the north idaho prepcast we bring you the north idaho nine these are uh, ryan skaggs's personal power rankings you want to get nine- mad you can find me on twitter and and give me all the hate mail you want yeah go ahead <laughs> give us that give us that twitter handle real quick ryan. uh at uh n idaho game night so at North Idaho game night, at N Idaho game night. Okay. N Idaho game night. Uh, so let's see. This is his personal power rankings of the nine best teams in North Idaho, regardless of classification size. So here's the girls, North Idaho nine. And again, we've got, if you're watching the video of this, we've got it at the bottom of the screen so you can read it. If you're listening audio only, we will go over the whole list. So just follow along. So uh, you, your, your top two teams flip-flopped. You had Lake City one last week, Coeur d'Alene two, obviously with the Vikings head-to-head win. Those two flip-flopped. I don't know what the Vikings have to do to get any respect. They're playing the role of uh... – are <laughs> just the, the Rodney Dangerfield effect where you know they can't get any movement in the polls. They go at five and Lake City stays put. I'm like, come on now. Um, but yeah, the, the Vikings won a tough game last night against Lake City. Uh, they moved to my number one slot just due to head to head. I think that we're going to see those top three flip flop the rest of the way out. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if Post Fall sneaks a game from Coeur d'Alene and, or even Lake City for that matter. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if Coeur d'Alene sweeps Lake City. I mean, that really wouldn't shock me either. Um, I think that, you know, those three teams are kind of the cream of the crop right now in the state. And, you know, there's a few other ones that are really good. I mean, Timberline's good and, T- and Thunder Ridge is really good too. But, um, you know, the, they're they're all state placing caliber teams. And, uh, you know, they play great defense. The offensively is where I think they're really starting to catch their pay- find their stride. I mean, we're starting to see uh, some some scores that usually you'll see like late in the year, they clamp down. You'll see like maybe a team will touch the low 50s or something. You're still seeing teams, you know, hit the hit the 50s and 60s. And, um, 
shoot, we saw Lapway the other night throw up 86, I think, in their win uh, against Genesee or Logos. So it was kind of ridiculous. You know, we've seen some gaudy scores out there. But so we got the Vikings one, Lake City two, uh, Post Falls at three, Lapway at four. Uh, Timberlake is at five. They're a team to keep an eye on. I think that the Tigers are are sorely underrated just because of their youth. Um, but talent-wise, they are crazy good. <laughs> um, Grangeville's right there at six, Prairie seven, uh, Kendrick at eight, and then Wallace at nine. Wallace, and they just lost the other night to Kellogg and OT. We were kind of wondering what where Wallace sat as far as, you know, how do they match up against some of the other teams. Um, if they're losing to a really good Kellogg team in OT, that says a lot about uh, about that program. And uh, I think this year might be the year they punch their ticket and they end up finding a way to Southern Idaho. Yeah, he's, let's start at the top with those top three, Lake City, Coeur d'Alene, and, and Post Falls. It's Coeur d'Alene one, Lake City two, Post Falls three. They all play in the same conference, obviously. We're going to find out real quick. I mean, uh, Coeur d'Alene plays Post Falls Friday night. Um, and then they'll turn around and play in the fight for the fish Lake city on the 21st and they'll play post falls again on the 20th. They're, they're all finally starting to play each other. Yep. And we'll have a bunch of those games too. So I'm looking forward to, to finally catching those that we can have them in person and, and, uh, be able to provide that broadcast. Cause there's gonna be some amazing basketball that's going to be played up here in North Idaho over the next four or five weeks. That's right. The rumors are true. North Idaho game night is back on idahosports.com. Audio only broadcasts for the most part. Um, but if you want to see what's on the broadcast schedule, not just for uh, North Idaho, but everything going on around the state of Idaho, uh, just go to the game streams tab on the homepage at idahosports.com. It's a real shame uh, because I think all three of these teams are worthy of going to state. Like Absolutely. you look at you look at District Three right now, where the the Boise Metro. Timberlake, Bora, and Boise are all really good. And after that, there's a pretty significant drop-off. I, I think yeah. all three teams from the North could beat fourth place and fifth place from District 3. Absolutely. And they're going to they're gonna get four and a half teams, and they're going to get that fourth team in automatically, and then their fifth place team is going to play a play-in game against whoever finishes runner-up in this That's unfortunate. District. Very unfortunate. Yeah. It's, it's a bummer for sure. Uh let's the other one that stood out to me was Timberlake at five. I think you're right. I think they're very quietly going about their business. It's been a long time since they didn't win the IML, right? I, I can't even remember how many years it is, but it's seven, eight years, something like that. <laughs> I mean, it's a very impressive run. Yeah. Um, they've got a lot of good solid young players. I think Kellogg is also a very good team. Kellogg. Yeah. It, whoever finishes second place um, from that district will have a chance to go to state via a play-in game. Mm-hmm. And I, I think Kellogg uh, would stand a great chance. Uh, they got great that. play down the post. I mean, and if you're going to be able to play down low and, and defend, that means they're going to defend well too. Um, you know, I give the Tigers, I mean, I give them a puncher's chance by Timberlake winning the championship. But I think Kellogg could show up and, and, and they could absolutely make some noise if they get a play-in game. And I, mean, I wouldn't want to face them if they're a play-in opponent. Absolutely yeah, not. Yeah, Kellogg's got uh, Haley Cheney at 6'1". And and yep. also K Reed at six foot, um, that that can be a real difference makers mm-hmm. in, in girls basketball. So, yeah, I, I like Kellogg a lot. And then uh, the last one I wanted to touch on was, um, because we keep talking about Wallace, right? And losing in overtime to Kellogg is very impressive. But mm-hmm. again, if they win their district, they still got to win a play-in game against third place from the White Pine League, and that's. 
it could be prairie it could be i don't know Cameo, or, yeah. i mean it could be in any number of teams but but yeah. we how how are we feeling about wallace i know i asked you this last week and you were like well i need some more data before i can make that assessment do you still I'm, need more i'm getting some confidence in them i i think i kind of laid my claim i think that they get that that bid to state i think they win the play-in game um you know, it's you. You look at the enthusiasm behind their program. Uh, the kids are playing just really stinking hard. They're playing good basketball. I mean, they're you know they're going up classifications, playing Kellogg and taking them to OT, and that's a team that could be playing a state in the three A's. Um, so you know, I would I give Wallace. I'm going to give them benefit of the doubt. I think we we're going to see enough. Obviously, their league schedule isn't going to hand them anything too difficult necessarily, but. Um, I think that we could definitely see them win that playing game. It won't, would not surprise me one bit. Which, again, is not their fault. So No, um, absolutely. I, I, I think what's most impressive is they lost to Kellogg earlier this year, 42-24. to 24. I mm-hmm. mean, they nearly got doubled up. And the improvement that they've made in that time to only lose by five in the rematch, I think is pretty impressive. Yeah, so. yeah, it says a lot. Well, that's uh, the North Idaho nine for girls basketball. Let's switch over to the boys side. Now, again, these are the top nine teams, uh, according to Ryan Skaggs, his uh, his own personal opinion. These pro- I always have to put this disclaimer out here because I get emails sometimes. Oh, oh, I like it. Send them my way. I, I like the hate mail. I'll take it. And, and, Send and me the mean tweets. <laughs> that's right. We want we want to hear feedback from from all the fans out there. So here are the uh, North Idaho nine for boys basketball you had lake city and Coeur d'Alene play last night in boys hoops as well uh Coeur d'Alene's kind of been a mainstay in the boys basketball polls um which you know i'm not saying they don't deserve to but but maybe they've been in over some other teams that i thought should be in ahead of them but uh lake city last night clearly showed that they're still the team to beat yeah lake city i mean almost put up what beat by almost 30 i think it was a 29 point game so um not really close game by any stretch, but Lake City is just, we said, I mean, I've been saying all year, they're the best team in the state and they're proving it night in and night out and they're doing it different ways. And so Coeur d'Alene, you know, the thing about, about the Vikings, they need to have consistent guard play um, and they need to have guys contribute other than Cameron Cope. They've got to have somebody else that shows up that, that can put up double digits every night. You know that, you know, Cameron's, he's a double, double, double machine. I mean, he's going to get his, you know, 11 boards and 14 points and you can pretty much count on it, but who else is going to balance that out? And, you know, if you're only getting six and four and, you know, eight points out of your, your number two guy, that's, that's not going to get it done against teams like Lake city. The thing I I look at that is like Lewiston keeps getting slighted in the rankings and they've only got one loss on the year, which is the Lapway and, you know, Lapway beat Coeur d'Alene too, but Lapway is just crazy good. And so, you know, we've, we've sung their praises plenty on this, the show, but um, Lewiston's one of those teams I wouldn't want to face. I think they're sneaky good. Um, and quietly, I think any other year, if Lake City hasn't been, hadn't been having the season they've been having, Lewiston would be getting a lot more press just because of what they've been able to do. But uh, the Bengals are playing tough and, and they've got a decent schedule and uh, pretty favorable as it goes down the stretch um, as far as, you know, getting the right teams at the right time, like where they're playing them. They're going to have a few more home games. They got Golden Throne coming up at, at LCSC uh, towards the end of the month. They're going to be playing Clarkston, which is they always come out of that game and seem to go on like a four game winning streak, uh, which is kind of, you know, if, if they win that game, obviously if they lose it, it has different, sto- you know, different roles for them. But, um, you know, the Bengals are a great team and I think they're getting slighted a little bit 
in the state because everybody's thinking Coeur is going to get that second bid. I'd, the Bengals, I think, are going to have something to say about that. Well, and I think whoever finishes in second place will have their hands full in that play-in game against uh, whoever comes out of that yeah. Boise League. That Boise League's tough for sure. The one, the one thing I would say against Lewiston is they've had a lot of close games, right? They beat Bora by two. They beat Pullman by seven. They beat Lakeland by uh, eight. They beat Pendleton by seven. They beat Sandpoint by two. Moscow by seven. Um, so they've had all these close games and yes, they are winning and they should be rewarded for that. But then you look at their contemporaries and yep. they're, they're blowing people out. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, quarterly and Moscow played tight too. And I think that's why Moscow is in the rankings this week. Moscow's just been playing tough basketball. I think they're just suffering their schedule. They have to play that five, eight, four, a schedule. And they've been kind of, you know, taking their lumps because of just who they've had to play. Uh, nothing against the Bears. I think that they could get the state and and play pretty well just based on what we've seen so far. But um, yeah, I mean, you play some of those smaller schools. So I mean, they're playing the Pullman. They're playing the regional schedule, which makes sense. I mean, for travel and stuff, especially in winter when things get kind of crazy, it's able to kind of keep your games. I mean, they did go to to play Bora down in, in Boise and um, you know winning that game, but. Uh, you know, the, you kind of got to look at it too. Though. Are you doing what you're asked to do? Are you winning or losing? And, you know, at the end of the day, they're win, winning games. So you know, I'm going to keep rewarding them until they lose them. <laughs> but, you know, maybe they just like the, uh, like the, the flair for uh, the dramatic. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. And uh, what I really liked uh, about Moscow, you, you spoke about how they've been competing really well, and that's why they're in the rankings. So, so Monday night, Lewiston and Moscow played a doubleheader, a girls-boys varsity doubleheader in the brand new ICCU arena where the uh, Idaho Vandals play, which is it's kind of a cool deal for those it's high school sweet. kids. It's a I'd sweet say. arena, too. I got to check it out before the state championship game when Sandpoint played uh, Skyline up here in football. And uh, that's a, it's a cool facility. It's a really cool facility. Yeah, so uh, they had to play on a Monday night, but that's totally fine. Uh, going in, I thought Lewiston would win both games, but I will say I was very impressed with how Moscow competed in both of those games. Um, on the girls' side, the Bears only lost 53-48. to 48. Or excuse me, that was the boys, 53 to 48. So that's a seven point loss. And the girls also lost by just seven, 40 to 33. Um, I think Moscow's got really good coaches. Josh Urich for the boys and Alexa Hardick for the girls, I, th I think yeah. are both phenomenal. And I, I was very impressed with how Moscow was able to compete against Lewiston, even though they both lost. Yeah, yeah, no, Moscow's a competitive team. And like I said, that that playing those 5A teams and you have to play them twice all year, yeah, you're going to take more losses, but you're going to take that, you know, and in the league that you're in, I mean, you look at the girls' side, you're, you're playing, if you take Moscow's girls, for for example, you know, you have to play Lake City, Coeur d'Alene, Post Falls twice. Like, I mean, yeah, you're going to take probably six losses there, but you go to state, has those other teams been playing Lake City, Post Falls, Coeur d'Alene? You know, and the same thing on the boys' side, too. I mean, if you're playing Lewiston twice, you're playing, you know, Coeur d'Alene twice, playing Lake City twice. You know, you go into that schedule and it's it's going to be, you know, it's going to be basically just come in and say you're battle tested. You don't have anything else to prove because you've already tried to prove it this during the season. Yeah, unfortunately, the one thing that's going to hurt them is with with it now being seated according to Max Preps rankings. Yep. We talked about this. It wouldn't surprise me if both uh, boys and girls 4A IEL champs are, are the eight seed, maybe the seven. 
Um, so yep. despite the good competition, they're going to, they're going to really earn it if they go down to state. <laughs> yeah. But if they win a first round game though, it makes some noise. So that'd be kind of cool for them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, would, that would be, that would be way cool for sure. The last team I wanted to talk about here on the boys side is Logos. They'd kind of been bubbling under the surface. They're fighting Garrison Hardy's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Our our good friend Garrison Hardy, who's a broadcaster for us at IdahoSports.com. Uh, obviously, not during basketball season, but uh, during football season, he is an assistant coach at Logos, and so uh, I'm friends with him on social media. So I get the Logos updates all the time, and they are playing really well right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they had that one big loss to Lapway, and since then they've gone on a streak. They haven't lost. I mean, they haven't lost since. And um. Gosh, they beat two ranked teams back to back between I think Prairie and and Kamii. So, you know, you look at their schedule like good grief, they're they're right there. I said Kamii was the team to watch out of the White Pine. Logos is like proving me wrong right now. I don't know, but they're playing tough basketball. The hard part with Logos was they only played three games in December, so we just we didn't yeah. know what to what to make of them. And the the first game they played was that loss to Lapway, right? So. Um, and then they had a pair of 10 point wins over potlatch in, in Clearwater Valley. So, so they were two and one going into the new year. But since yeah. then, like you said, they've beaten Kamii, Genesee and Troy, all very impressive. There, um, yeah, sorry. I think I said Prairie. Yeah. Troy. Yeah. Yes. Um, so yeah, they're, they're six and one overall five and one in the conference. They play Prairie Friday night in Cottonwood. So that'll be the the next big test for Logos is can they can they get a win there? Yeah, and I think that you know that's going to be a very very spirited game. I mean, you look at what Prairie does, and they just kind of smother you on defense, and um, you know they they play with kind of a ferocity is how I would really describe the Pirates and their attack on on in basketball, and um, they kind of play basketball like how their team plays football. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, they can run a 32 belly option and, and you know, then they'll run three, two zone, but um, you know, it's the way they show up and, and that's going to be a great game and a kind of a litmus test, I think for who's going to finish, you know, with those bids going into the state turn into the district tournament. Um, but having, I mean, you look at the, just kind of do the scenario of that semifinal for the white pine league championship would be Prairie Logos, Kamii and Lapway. I mean, come on, that's like that's like state like semis. Let's I mean you wouldn't surprise me one bit. The the battle for third place is gonna be fascinating because you yeah. you don't want you don't want to finish fourth because then you're nope. then you're playing Lapway in the yeah. semis. You you want to avoid that for as long as possible. Um so that watching those teams duke it out for second, third, and fourth is gonna be fascinating to watch also. Yep. Coming down the stretch, it's gonna be a great great uh end of the season i think that night in and night out now these games are going to get more and more contested and we're really going to see you know who's who's battle tested and kind of set themselves up for success as the season wraps up yeah and i will say that uh because so many games got pushed around because of weather and whatnot that the the back end of the schedule is really loaded in the white pine league both at the d1 (laughs) and d2 levels so Man, there's gonna yeah, be no nights off. <laughs> can we? Can I give a shout out real quick to St. John Bosco for boys yeah. hoops? The Patriots. I was, yeah, I was looking at their schedule. They've been showing out a little bit. I mean, yeah. yeah, they are. Uh, Co- Coach uh, Alexander Fry, and he hasn't even been with the team this week. He's he's been sick. So, um, assistant coach, another Fry. It, they're all coached by Fries up there. Uh, Alexander Fry coaches the boys. 
Um, the girls coach is also a fry and the assistant coach on the boys staff is a fry. And so <laughs> Alexander was sick this week. So the assistant coach is stepping in. All they did was beat Nez per 62 to 43. They lost to, to Clearwater Valley by four, but that, that's not a conference game. They're, they're playing really well. They're three and, and one in the league, five and three overall. And Clearwater Valley is not a bad team. So, I mean, that says a lot about St. John Bosco that, you know, they're, they're playing some of the better teams in the, in the white pine and, and doing well. Uh, on that 1A D2 side, yeah, they could – I mean, that's going to be an interesting tournament to watch too. And um, I know that Timberline's going to have a little bit to say about it. but uh, And Kendrick's kind of sneaking around out there too and lurking. And so there's some interesting uh, games to be played yet still in that league. Yeah, so uh, Al- Alexander Fry is the boys' coach. Alyssa Fry is the girls' coach. Nicole Fry is the assistant for the boys. And she's kind of been leading the team so far this week, so – I don't know if they're related. I, I I'm, would assume, I'm, I would assume so, but I don't want to. They're all kind of like, yeah, there's like four fam- four last names <laughs> if you follow sports on the prairie. Yes, yeah. and we and we, we talked about prior to the season starting that it had been a couple of years since St. John Bosco had a girls team. And so Alyssa Fry, the girls coach, had been an assistant coach for the boys while there was no girls team. So um, all of the coaches got lots of good experience, and it's yep. uh, it's paying off for, for SJB, St. John Bosco. Yeah. So, um, the fighting fries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. So we'll, we'll see how they, uh, continue to do here as we get into, uh, the heart of conference play. So, yeah. And I'm looking forward to our, our broadcast schedule coming up through the end of the season and gosh, there's going to be some, some awesome games on slate, especially coming up later this week too. We've got a dan- couple dandy games. So <laughs> yeah, give us give us the rundown. What's yes, on the road? Like Coeur d'Alene Post Falls girls basketball, boys basketball come up. That Coeur d'Alene Post Falls girls game is going to be there's a lot to be said about that one because that's you know state tournament berths kind of on the line in that one. Um I know that I think Paul was saying possibly Timberlake and Priest River this weekend. Um so we'll see if that one shows up too on the schedule. Um we've got fight for the fish next week for Coeur d'Alene and po- and Lake City. Um, going to be a great game again. I think that both those games are going to be super competitive, especially when you stuff 4,000 people into the gym at Coeur d'Alene High School. It's going to get a little crazy in there, uh, especially since they did the expansion so it can hold more people. Um, and then, uh, well, we've got some more games coming up down the stretch. Uh, Mead from Washington taking on Lake City, which is going to be a great game. Um, that team out of Spokane, they're good. So that'll be a fun game to watch there. Um, I'm trying to find the rest of it. Sorry, I'm kind of on the uh the slow roll on that one no that's so, a, that's a, I, I was thinking more just this week because if you get too far out people forget so yeah lakeside uh, genesis prep and then lakeland and post falls so yeah some get some good games coming up down the yeah, stretch yeah, for sure uh real quick uh, before we go uh speaking of rivalry games the clash of the claws is this week that's kellogg and and bonner's ferry um <laughs> the <laughs> you like that the clash of the claws i do i dig that um uh so on the kellogg high school facebook page they made a post yesterday uh it says uh they're they're supposed to play on saturday but they're going to play friday instead due to unforeseen circumstances the clash of the clause competition with bonners ferry has unfortunately been canceled for this saturday january 15th uh kellogg will not be able to supply enough players coaches or community members at this event due to the tragic passing away of a beloved community member many of our hearts will be supporting this family on saturday instead um, so they'll play on Friday. Um, so not sure what's going on there, but certainly our thoughts and prayers are with, uh, the folks in Kellogg 
and what's going on up there. So yeah, yeah, no, I kind of have a little bit of an idea of what's going on, and we'll just kind of leave it at that. And hopefully they find their uh, they can rally around the passing and then maybe have a few huge victory on Friday night. So yeah, for sure. Um, unfortunate circumstances though. Yeah, certainly. So we're, we're thinking of everybody up there in uh, Kellogg as well. So yeah. uh, that'll do it for this edition of the North Idaho prep cast is always good stuff. Uh, wrestling basketball, just phenomenal up North right now. I yeah. Love, I love shining the spotlight on it because it That's doesn't, doesn't always get the credit it deserves so yeah no and we're uh showing out a little bit in, in all sports which is really cool so i'm i'm excited to see how things kind of wrap up down the stretch and uh get to talk more wrestling too i think as the next few weeks come on which is going to be good for me that kind of tickles my uh yeah my little fancy as far as like my my background like i don't know if people really realize like they make fun of me it's like what do you know about basketball you're just a former wrestling coach and i'm like yeah maybe i am i like sports yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's definitely in your wheelhouse for sure so all right thanks for tuning into the north idaho prep cast uh enjoy the competition this week everybody we'll see you back here next week for ryan skaggs i'm brandon bainey on idaho sports